0: Everything hurts, and there's nothing we can do about it.
1: This is happening in Auburn, Alabama. We're a football school, but we're also an everything school. You are Locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Yes, welcome on into Locked on Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackman. Thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn. Your first listen every single day, especially when some of these may be a little tough to listen to. (laughs) Joining me as he does after every Auburn basketball game here on the Henry service company post game show, Daryl Daprich Daryl, that was miserable. There was literally nothing fun um, about that as Auburn loses 86 to 54, which is just ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous. Um, and there's really no other word for it other than sad, pitiful, depressing. None of those things. Good.
1: No, it was it was embarrassing. Um, it was the kind of performance that we haven't seen this year from Auburn. We were used to kind of getting our hearts broken and Auburn not being able to finish. Uh, didn't have that problem today. Worried about closing it out because it was over at halftime. I think I felt like you could see Kentucky take away the momentum. They started hitting threes at a really absurd rate. Right. And Auburn couldn't finish before the half. The layup to cut it to seven uh, goes in and out. And, again, you know, is is it a byproduct? And we can talk about this more of Kentucky just really coming out and having a career performance behind the three-point line? Or does Auburn have a lot to do with that with the way they defended?
0: Well, the the, the running thing, and, and one of the folks over – Um, watching this game with me, brought it up, and I saw it on Twitter, I saw it in the Discord, I saw it on message boards, is it's been a theme all year, Daryl. Why do opposing teams, specifically guards, specifically shooters, always have, like, a career game against Auburn? And at some point, like, the first few, you're like, oh, lucky. Oh, And at some point, it's much like the fouling situation, where it's like, it's happening Mm -hmm. so much, it's not them. It's us. Yes. Like there, there's yes. something going on here, and I think some of it's mismatches, Daryl. I think some of it's positioning. I think some of it's a lack of aggression in areas where there probably should be a little bit more aggression. But all in all, like it, it's us. It's, it, once again, we've talked about this before. Like not about Kentucky. To some extent, they still executed, and props to them. But a lot of that, I think, had to do with our guard play.
1: I think that's a really underrated point. Zach, you're 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 dead on. I, just like the foul situation um, and the point you made, where at some point you got to just say, "Okay, it's us." When you have other teams have career nights against you, their guards, you go, "Our guards aren't our guards aren't good enough to defend like they need to be." It's just the bottom line. The only way Auburn has a chance in basketball, and you know, winning 19 games this year and still having a winning record in the SEC, is when Auburn has such a distinct advantage down low in the paint. That guard play isn't enough to overcome that from the opposing team, and that's that's what we've seen. If if Auburn could just level up with other teams' guards, right, and and just if their guards score thirty and Auburn scores thirty, what a different year it could be. But there's a there's a fundamental failure in the way this roster was constructed with guard play, and um, it's it's coming home to roost right now. I think again, you can say all day long well if you opposing team shoots 67% from three at home you're gonna get beat. What do you do? Well, you don't let them shoot 67% from three. you change defenses, you zone, you match up, you do something defending wise or to guard that. Auburn didn't. I think Lance Dahl, who I want to give credit to you know your SI daily counterpart had a really and he does a lot of stuff for Kentucky, had a great tweet that I think summed it up where he said, Good offensive ball movement and good open shots and good shooters versus bad shooters and bad shot selection is what you're seeing. And look, that's simplistic, but there's not, that, is, that is it in a nutshell as to what happened tonight and why Auburn got absolutely boat raced.
0: Yep. Okay, a few, uh, few storylines and narratives I want to tackle real quick. The first is, and folks are asking in the live chat here, you know, if, we, if we're offered an NIT bid, you know, why or why shouldn't we take it? Some people saying that we shouldn't take an NIT bid. Uh, I saw a few comments that even said, what good does going to the tournament do? And I still think some things are worth bringing into perspective here. That all of these kids have been fighting their tails off all, all year round. And like it stinks that the execution's not there. And the ability's not there, but like still the effort is that these guys deserve to play in whatever postseason action they want to play in. So don't be one of those fans to try to take that away from these kids. That's a bad look. It's a bad move, and it goes against everything Auburn fans say that they are. So like let's 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 just kind of put that out there, Daryl.
1: Yeah, I we need to pump the brakes on that. I saw a lot of it on social media about hashtag NIT. And look, I want people to understand and get a little perspective. Auburn from all the metrics, this isn't Daryl Daprich or Zach Blackerby's metrics. This isn't our opinion. This is Ken Palm and Nett and bracketology and all that. That, all, that Auburn right now, if the tournament started even after this loss, which is a quad one loss, would probably be a 10 seed in the NCAA tournament. If they go on the road and beat lose to Alabama like I expect they should and then come back and bounce back and beat Tennessee at home, which they very well could, not saying they would, but they could, then Auburn's in the tournament. And if you're in the tournament, you play in the tournament. See, here's the problem. And I'm not trying to throw shade. There's a lot of young generation, newbie kind of Auburn basketball fans right now on social media and things like that that have really all he got behind the program since Bruce has been here. You look at the totality of the history of Auburn basketball. I would encourage anybody to go look at Sonny Smith's teams, who's a legend on the broadcast crew, and look at some of the teams that he took into the NCAA tournament, what their records were, and who they lost to in, during the year. They were 19 and 11, and eight and eight in the SEC, or nine and nine in the SEC, and lost to some bad teams and got blown out by some teams at Rupp. And then went in the tournament and did some damage. So anytime you punch a ticket, anything, it happens. Now, is this team constructed to make a deep run in the tournament? Heck no, they're not. But you go and you give that experience to those kids, like you said, that have fought so hard.
0: Right. And then just another few things that you got to think about, like, is where you are, and there's a few people saying Firebird's Pro in the comments, which is (laughs) fascinating. (laughs) Wow. But they be of better. Let's just be fires. better. We got to be better. It is what yeah. it is. It is what it is. won the SEC a year ago. Can't stress that enough. But you just got to look at the situation now, Daryl, and we'll touch on this more in depth in just a second, but just looking at the current situation, you've got to ask yourself the question. Is Auburn basketball, is what you're seeing this year a sign of the program failing? Or is it just a bad year, and maybe you made some bad bets on some transfers that weren't even from this past cycle? Maybe you made some bad bets on some really, really talented four-slash-five-star kids that came in, and it just didn't work out. I think it could be a combination of both of those things. Look, just talking to folks, I think this coaching staff is surprised with how Westry and Treyor adapted to the college game. And I also think Westry's knee had something to do with his confidence, and it's a shame. It stinks. And I don't know what all Traor's dealing with. No clue. I don't know what Westry's dealing with. Have no clue. But for folks complaining about them not being on the floor, they are not why Auburn lost by pretty much 40 points tonight. Them not playing, when, like, that has nothing to do with any of this. I just need, like, once again, these narratives are fun, and we're all emotional because we're all upset, but that's not why Auburn's in a bad spot. Not playing two freshmen that haven't been able to bring what we thought they could. That that's not why Auburn's in a bad spot right now. It's because Westry and Trey are on the floor. Get out of here with that.
1: I want to address your first point that is just really kind of piggybacks and solidifies what I just got done saying about basketball history. You made the comment that, you know, is this a is this a trend? Is this something that's going in the wrong direction or are we just count it off as one bad year? Okay, let let's let's evaluate that. One bad year. If Auburn completely lost the rest of their games and got beaten the first round of the SEC tournament and went to the NIT, they would still end up 19 and 14. And even if they don't do that and they do what they think I'm going to do, they're going to be a 10 seed. If if we've come to the point of the bar being raised to Auburn basketball, that we consider a 20-win season, a winning season in the SEC and an NCAA tournament bid a bad year, then hallelujah, praise the Lord, because that's exactly what a basketball school is. And anybody that doesn't see that is just putting their heads in the sand. If that's what's defined as a bad year, then we take that all day long. You know what a real bad year is? Look over at Oxford or in Columbia, South Carolina or in Athens, Georgia. That's a bad year. Tony Barbie. Was the definition he was a walking talking bad year yeah, every he's a year.
0: Bad year in human form
1: he is so a human that's human a bad, bad year road. if we get to the point so bad. now two things can be true at the same time i think that bruce pearl has probably gotten everything out of this basketball team he could but partly that's his fault because of roster management we talked about that now i don't know you know from a valuation standpoint Results matter. I, again, I don't think we can go back. Hindsight's twenty twenty. A lot of people take Trehor or Westry, but you are what you are. And if they haven't evaluated, if if they haven't developed, that's an evalu- They evaluated them wrong. It just is what it is, and that's that happens. That happens in every recruiting class. When you take two, or you only take three, and two of the three have no impact because of your scholarship reduction sanctions, it kills you.
0: And Trey Donaldson can't score. Like that stinks. Like it stinks that you're getting nothing from freshmen. You're you're not. And that's on the coaching staff to some extent. Obviously the evaluation, but like also, I mean, everybody wanted those guys. So like that's not how much of that's on them. How much of it's on the coaching staff making sure they adapt. I mean, there's a lot of elements here, right? There's a lot of Mm -hmm. elements. Amen. But, But bottom line, you've got to fix this. You've got to fix this program, and in the short term, you want to fix this team. Um, And whenever I need something fixed, Daryl, I call our friends at the Henry Service Company. If you're in the Montgomery Tri-County area, you want to give our friends at Henry's a call, 334-288-2700. If it's electrical, if it's plumbing, doesn't matter what it is. Daryl was just, uh, you know, he— I mean, whatever it is, Daryl, these guys are the first people you call every single time.
1: Yeah, our, our good buddy, too, who's a big supporter of this show, was on call today, and I really thought about sending him to Rupp to try to fix this. I was I was going to get him on a plane and get him over there. Please, you fix everything else in my life, Clay. Fix this. But ultimately, we have to be realistic. It's not an HVAC plumbing or electrical It's a basketball game, so they'll stick to that kind of stuff. But, man, if you have a business, this is the beautiful part, commercial or private, business or home, they can take care of you both ways.
0: That's right. Once again, call Henry's at 334-288-2700. Alabama license number zero 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 two one. 00021. Looking at the roster moving forward, because I don't think anybody else really wants to talk about this game. We can read off the stats. No one's going to enjoy that. So let's talk about – Let's use this opportunity, Daryl, for the next few minutes here to talk about what the roster could look like next year. Guys who I do not believe will come back next year. Okay. I think Zep is gone due to eligibility. He can't. Right. He can't. Unless they try some sort of waiver or something, which I don't think anybody's expecting that to happen. <laughs> Zep's out of here. And then after that, it's like that he's the only one running out of eligibility. So, the other options are either they've got to hit the portal or try their hand, you know, playing overseas or, or, you know, whatever it may be. It seems like Katie Johnson's on his way out. It seems like Katie Johnson is the most likely to be processed in all of this. We'll see. He hasn't really added a whole lot offensively um, this year or in the second half of last season. So, I think Katie Johnson. Is, uh, is a big one. And so what does that do, Daryl? Even if it's just those two guys, mm-hmm. Aiden Holloway coming in, who I think will be the starting point guard over Wendell. I think Wendell will come off the bench next year, and we'll see if Wendell responds well to that. But your shooting guard situation is wide open because was your, Zepp's your starter at the two right now, and then Katie Johnson's the guy who's getting most of the minutes most nights nice of that two-hole. And so all of a sudden, that's wide open. And you don't really have a clear two coming in in this class. It's going to be starting, starter ready in 2020, uh, in 2023 later this year. So, all of a sudden, through the portal period, you're able to go to any shooting guard that you want and say, Hey, this job is yours. You're shooting a consistent 38% from three. Come give us something that we desperately, desperately need here.
1: It would help, let's go ahead and and break down available spots without processing anybody first. I think that helps to kind of get, get a grasp on that and it'll kind of give, it'll really put this picture into focus. Auburn has two scholarship players coming in right now. They've got Holloway and I believe Peyton Marshall, the big, right? They get a scholarship back from the sanctions that they took two years in a row, one less scholarship reduction. So if if Zep left and nobody else left, I believe Auburn would have three scholarship positions available, uh, or four, I'm sorry, four total, you would have the two guys coming in on scholarship and then you'd be able to go get two more. Okay, so that's not processing anybody. What you would do in that scenario is go get two shooters. Even Even if everybody else came back, you would have room to go get two dead-eye shooters and say, you're coming in and you're playing. Yep. Now, you have the opportunity to process a guy like Flanagan in KD and go get another big that can help you, maybe at the four and,
0: and or Darryl, a wing player. Daryl, I, I think there's a real chance So, like, some guys may just leave. They may not be processed. Yeah. Like Well,
1: you, you may have the opportunity, too. You touched on something that will Wendell be comfortable coming off the bench. Well, the ball's in your court then. If he's not, you've just opened yourself up another spot. I mean, I hate to be harsh by that, but you say, man, I love you, but your game's not translating right now, or where do we want to get? You're getting beat off the dribble. Bigger guards are killing you, but you're still a key component of this team. I need you to be unselfish and be the sixth man and come off the bench and give me instant instant offense, just add water. And if he says, no, I'm not doing that, well, he doesn't have really that many opportunities because he's already transferred. So, you, you know, you just have to, you have to take control. You don't let them dictate what you do. You dictate what you do. And if Wendell's not willing to do that, then there's another spot that opens up. But worst case scenario, you've got two that you can go get two dead-eye shooters, maybe a three and a two or two twos. And then again, we don't know what's going to happen with Traor or Westry. If one of them leaves or Flanagan leaves, then you really can turn your roster over. So I think yeah. there's hope. I think there's hope for roster reconstruction next year. Bruce Pearl's not stupid. He knows what he needs, and he'll go get it.
0: That's right. And uh, Ashton asking about LeBaron. Um, he's a 24 guy, so he, yeah. So he's is so is the other
1: guy too, right? To yeah. the to yeah, two so studs, Pettifer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, those guys won't start next year. They, we've got a while until we see them, but it's cool that we've got them in the pipeline comments thats and there's a
1: kid there's a kid that is named Dennis Evans that's a 7 two top 30 player in the country that's a 23 player that just decommitted from Minnesota. He is somebody that was on Auburn's radar when he committed to Minnesota, so that may be something just to keep in mind.
0: boy, would that be interesting what that looks like because I don't expect Dylan to leave. I expect Dylan to come back. Right. Stretch is an interesting one because, like, he can come back next year. And he could also
1: transfer and go play at a mid-major and start, if you think about that. If you it if does. you sit the kid down and say, man, we love you, but why don't you – you're in college and you haven't played but three minutes a game. Why don't you go to Troy or South Alabama or somewhere like that and, and get some minutes, right? Get some quality minutes.
0: Stretch's thing, though, is, like, he loves the pearls, and so mm-hmm. he's not leaving unless they tell him to. So Right. I mean, he was, like, dealing with, like, issues getting his visa or whatever. and Like, Stephen Pearl, like, went back home with him and, like, lived with him for a month till they figured that out. Like, you don't – like, he's not leaving unless they want him to. So that's, um, that's interesting. All, all of that is interesting because especially with, with new guys coming in. And Jani Broom, I don't think, is going anywhere. And so, you know, and I'm actually not even sure how KD can transfer Daryl. Unless he graduates this semester, which maybe he will, he seems like it's a year too early for him to do that. But athletes do all kinds of stuff that normal students don't typically do. So I, I'm not exactly sure because he's already used his free transfer. He can grad transfer, but I don't know if he's expected to graduate or not. But there's growing talk more and more about him possibly being transferred and asked to leave. So we'll see exactly what that looks like.
1: Yeah, I, again, this. <laughs> I really, really feel like people uh, just need to ride this out, try to enjoy what you can. I know this is tough. This is miserable. Yeah, I mean, I it's been a miserable think- basketball day. I, I just, it is. I get it. People didn't expect to get boat raced like this. I think I think that I talked about, it was very honest, and I'll come back and say it, that, you know, I said Auburn had a chance, but this is some things they had to do. They did none of them. So none of us, I think that we all kind of felt like it could be at least competitive. I don't think anybody felt like they are going to get beat you know, by by thirty something like this. So that's the difference. But there there's some things that to still you know fight for down the stretch, get in the tournament, get in the SEC tournament, win a couple games, get in the NCAA tournament, and then flip the roster next year. The, the program's in good hands. We you just don't we need to again? overreact. You think we win yes. another game this year? I do. I think we beat Tennessee, and I think we win our first game in the SEC tournament as a six seed.
0: Who would we play right now? Do you know.
1: I know that it would have been the South Carolina Ole Miss winner if we were a five seed. I think it's like um, it's LSU and well now Mississippi State won today. They beat Texas A and M, so they probably slide up a spot. It's ever changing yeah. every 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 oh, week. It would have been it would have been the, the LSU Mississippi State winner as a six seed. It would have been the Ole Miss South Carolina winner as a five seed.
0: Yeah, I mean that's certainly winnable. That's certainly winnable. I just. Whenever there's any kind of adversity, there's just nobody that steps up.
1: That's a great point. There's no leadership. I I don't think... You know, you expect someone like Wendell Green, who's a point guard, to be your leader, but he makes such poor decisions that he can't be. And Flanagan's not a leader, and Katie Johnson's not a leader, and Zep's a quiet leader. He's somebody that you'd want to he's emulate a as a ball. player, but Zep he's but he's not. But you have to it. you have to contribute to be a leader. I think. I mean, you just do at some point on the court as well as off the court. So yeah, there's there's no and and our guys. This is a problem I'm seeing too, Zach. Is that we come out and look really, really good with a particular couple of players, and then they just fade away and disappear like in the Avengers, you know, when everyone got, like, blown away or whatever, after the the snap, they're gone.
0: 50% of people... Yeah. out snap, whole <laughs>
1: Exactly, but a guy like Jalen Williams and Broome come out, you're like, wow, this is what we need from the post, the bigs. I mean, Jalen Williams had what 11 at halftime, or maybe at all of his points at halftime, and didn't yeah. score again in the second half. That just can't happen. You can't disappear many, like that. Seen
0: that.
1: This year, where Jalen uh, it, it's it, like it's Here a, we go, and then it's a just, recurring theme. yep at this point, we're Dennis Green when he said we are who we thought we, we are. I mean, when he said, t- talked about another team and said, they are who we thought they were, that's what Auburn is. We are what we are. We, we can't close. We get beat by bigger guards. We can't shoot the three. And our, our big-time players um, disappear at some stretches during the games after coming out big. They don't sustain that. Yep. And those that's all fixable by turning the roster over. I, I think, too, some of those players aren't used to being the guy. You had Kessler and Jabari who were, you relied on so much last year. These guys haven't transitioned into that role where they're used to being the ones that have to carry you down the stretch.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's do what we do at the end of every show or towards the end of every show, we'll open it up to comments and questions. If anybody has anything uh, to share or ask us, we'd love to, uh, to address that. And also we've asked this over the last few weeks. Two games left. You got Auburn going two and one and one, or 0 and two before SEC play. I got a feeling we're going to get a lot of one and ones and 0 and twos, but we will uh, we will see. All right, War Eagle, Wyoming says need a point guard that can facilitate. And uh, un- I think he means unlock.
1: Players. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Unlock the yeah. other player, or unlock the other players on the floor. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think so. And the funny thing is, like, I think Wendell's a good passer. That's just not really what he tries to, what he tries to do. Um, Skillets, Garage, and Marina says, "Why do we beat Tennessee?" Daryl, I currently have us losing to Tennessee, so I'll let you take this one.
1: I just don't think Auburn's going to play. I, I don't feel like if you look at their trajectory of this season and how their season's gone. It's it's been very rare that they've lost three games in a row. I also don't think Tennessee is any world beater. They've struggled down the stretch. I mean, remember we're not playing Texas A and M or Alabama our last game of the season. We're playing a Tennessee team that's lost five of seven, five of seven that we almost beat at their place with the three in the air and a foul. You get them at home again. A team Auburn and Tennessee are playing probably similar down the stretch as far as winning streaks. Okay. Five of their last seven, they lost. They're playing South Carolina today. So Tennessee will come in to Auburn, not playing its best basketball, barely beat Auburn home, and is a defensive type team that can't score like Auburn is. I think the home floor is the difference and Auburn wins in a close game.
0: David asks, does Broom have the lowest basketball IQ on the team? No. No. And I don't think it's close.
1: Correct. Yep. All
0: right. We're getting a lot of one on ones and 0 oh and twos. A lot of one on one and 0 oh and twos. <laughs> I can't say that, War Eagle, Wyoming. I can't say that one. Um,. A lot of people want Ike Irish, the standout freshman baseball player on the basketball team.
1: Your thoughts? Yeah. You know, I mean, Bruce comes on and does a little promo and says we're in everything school, and he's absolutely right. Gymnastics, equestrian, and baseball, we're knocking it out of the park.
0: Put SUNY Lee at point guard.
1: Yeah. She can get it done.
0: Hot dog water says to put DAP in the rotation. Your thoughts?
1: That ship has sailed, my friend. That ship right. has sailed. I'll tell you what I would like to do is commit a couple of hard fouls, and there's some players in the league that I would love to do that against. One of them's already got a broke arm against Florida. You know, Florida. He's sitting on the sideline, so that would be my usefulness, and that's it. It's just a hard foul. Yeah, that'd be the wrong. Do you player. remember Adrian? Adrian? I was sitting behind the bench in those Cliff Ellis years in the '90s, and I'm sure some people that are on this chat will remember this. Auburn would have Wesley Person and some other guys, and would be getting like they'd be getting hammered. And Cliff Ellis would—I I saw it—would point to Adrian Chiliest from Arkansas and say, "Get in the game, and you know what to do." And literally, he would hack the crap out of people for the next five minutes and just pound their bigs. And 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 uh, Wesley Person and Aaron Swinson used to have a little more room to operate the basketball. So maybe we need to go a little old school,
0: Bruce not Bruce Pearl, Bruce Lawrence, says, honestly, Westry and Yoan Treor will be better next year if they're either injured or they just aren't developed. If they're on the team.
1: If they're here, yeah. If they're
0: here, yeah. I don't know. Um, obviously, behind the scenes things matter and what conversations had, but like in our current state of you know college sports, you're a hot shot four or five star and you don't play. What have we seen throughout the country and throughout every sport? you leave.
1: Yeah. And it's, lead,
0: but I just, I don't think it's a guarantee thing to, to, to say. It's That's
1: so it. much, it's so much more impactful and evident on a 12 man basketball roster than it is a big football roster. Cause I mean, let's be honest, a lot of four high four stars in five star star players in football miss and don't ever make an impact. But in basketball, when you see that it kills you because it's, you know, could be almost a fourth of your roster.
0: Auburn Blanco says, Will Zet play the one this season?
1: He did a little bit at the end of the game. Do you see that?
0: Yeah, but like that's almost disrespectful at that point. It's garbage
1: time, right? It's garbage time. Yeah, it's that it's that backup quarterback that they run in when they're down thirty that refuses to go in. Oh my bad, he's still on the roster. Go ahead.
0: Brad (laughs) says if you had to pick keep green or Donaldson, Wendell Green not
1: close. Oh yeah. Wendell Green, you know, can score the basketball. He's a seasoned vet. Absolutely, but I think I don't think Donaldson feels disgruntled. I think Donaldson may have an opportunity
0: yeah, to have probably, a certain kind of role. He's probably getting more playing time than he actually deserves. Like honestly, mm-hmm. but just because that we, I guess, there's some feeling that we have to put Zep at the two when Zep should probably be the other point guard. That um, that it is what it is. There, it's um, going to be an
1: interesting April, I think, because remember the Walker Kessler, Katie Johnson, Zep Jasper, Wendell Green, all that happened in April. I mean, it was like the end of March through April when when Bruce went and got those four players last year. And so I think you're going to see something similar this April.
0: Yep. Bingo says, I blame Bruce Pearl, and I love the guy, but he chose to recruit the team he has when he could have had recruited better players hands down. Yeah, but, like, the the, the players that they got all made sense at the time. It just didn't work. I mean, it didn't work. It stinks, bingo. Like, I hate it, but it didn't work. It didn't work, but, like, there's no player that's currently here that other people didn't want. Like, we were all super pumped when we got Westry and Traor and Donaldson, and then when we added KD and Zep and Wendell and Jani all through the portal. Like, let's don't. I mean, revisionist history is easy to do, especially when, right when you get your butt kicked on national TV. But, like, I, I still think perspective – you're right, Bingo, but I still think perspective is needed when you talk about that.
1: I think when you're talking about revisionist history, let's throw it out there. If, if Bingo's going to bring up the past, let's bring up the past. How different would this roster look right now if three guys that were recruited and signed and played and committed to Auburn, one of the three, Justin Powell, Trey Alexander, and Desi Seals were on this roster. If those three were on this roster, you wouldn't have Katie Johnson and maybe a Wendell Green or an Alan Flanagan or a Zepp Jasper. They all were recruited and signed and committed and one played minutes for Bruce Pearl. What would this team look like? Because they're all three still playing college basketball. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Think about that guard roster with those three, what, how different it would be. That's right. Bruce
0: says, I think Yohan stays, but Westry leaves. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. If I had to guess, I would actually say the opposite. I would say Westry stays and Johan leaves. They both had really different recruitments. Yohan's was a little more rushed. I think Johan has a more external factors going on than Westry does. But we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see.
1: I, I don't think that Johan, from a coaching staff standpoint, I've read some things and 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 talked to some people that are over there on the you know that have connections to the coaching staff. Yeah. I don't think they realized that Johan was going to be as far behind as he was from a skill set. So that tells me that his game may translate better into a mid-major. And if, if that's the case, you just cut bait and go. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And as somebody just said a second ago, that that's more roster spots for you to go out and get through the portal, which is which is great.
1: I think Michael Webb makes a good point. You got that one up there. Uh at, at five forty-seven, yeah, I, I think that's a good point that we need to just kind of. I'm not trying to pump sunshine or boog, but I also think.
0: On, I'm sorry, Dale, for folks listening on audio. Yeah. Michael says, "Fellas, I think today had more to do with how Kentucky played, not the blanks by Auburn."
1: Right. I was gonna. Sorry about that. I was. I'm just. Yeah. I felt like. I, I felt like that's a, a good. I was gonna preface it by saying I think that's a. We, we two things can be true at the same time. Auburn, Auburn could have been dog water today with some of the things they did, but also. On the flip side of that, it was just a bad time to play poorly because Kentucky played really, really well. Is it a cause and effect thing? Kentucky hit a lot of shots, a lot of shots.
0: Um, All right, we'll go for a few more minutes here. Most people said one and one, though, it seems like.
1: That's realistic, I think.
0: Uh, Maybe I'll be Uh optimistic. I just, the the scoring, I just have a hard, I have a hard time seeing how the scoring is going to work out. We'll see. We will see. Bruce says, but I will say Auburn can beat Bama and Tennessee. Wow. And if we do, that we win in the SEC tournament and we go into March Madness tournament riding a three- or four-game win streak, it's possible. It's possible, Bruce. I don't know if I buy it, but it's certainly, certainly possible. That'd be great.
1: I think yeah, if it's Alabama's –
0: and a lot of Auburn people are doing this, right? Like this feels very similar to what happened on February twenty third, twenty nineteen, where Auburn gets waxed at Kentucky. It was brutal. Wasn't as bad as today, but it was pretty bad. And then Auburn didn't lose again after that until um, Virginia, which they did double dribble in the uh, in, in the final four. Which I'd be great Daryl, if that happened again. I just don't. I'm not. I'm, I just don't feel it. I just don't feel the run coming. i just don't feel it
1: because you need guards guard play is so crucial in postseason tournaments you got to have shot makers and i think that we all realize that even though auburn got dusted by kentucky in 2019 we had some playmakers we had some guards that could get it done And, and chuma was emerging as that guy as a sophomore and so we just don't I don't feel that. I mean, I, I don't see that. I don't see a, a person that's emerging, and I don't see good guard play. So, I think you know, it, it's just realistically, I think that you, you look for that one and one split.
0: Daryl, this is always fun, and I'm glad that we've got a few. Yeah, more this it year. is. Um,
1: I decided, with some of the pain that we've had in football season, to bring back the China cabinet to commemorate that. So there yeah, you go. No, I'm glad you did. I'm glad yeah. you did.
0: Um, we're, we're able to do this every single post game courtesy of the guys at Henry service company. If you're in the Montgomery area, seriously, give these guys a call for any electrical plumbing, um, HVAC, even if it's something else, call them and just ask, they probably do it. Give them a call 288 2700 Alabama license number 00021. Daryl. How could people give you some love? My friend.
1: You can follow me on Twitter. Would love to interact and do that. DAP 6410 You can hear me on Monday mornings with our good friend Ben Taylor on Auburn Opelika this morning on WANI and then later on in the afternoon on the Max Roundtable.
0: Hey, and if you're watching right now, I'd really appreciate it if you could click subscribe and please like the video. It would really, really help a ton as we uh, close in on 10,000 subscribers, which is ridiculous across the channel. Remember... When we get a ten thousand subscriber, there we'll punch a monitor because that's what y'all wanted. So we'll I tell a- you
1: what, today would have been a great day for me to do it. My basketball day, I would have, I would have begged to do it.
0: It's going to happen. Uh, it's going to happen on a day where, like, um, I'm about to have to like take a week or so off from the pod because <laughs> yeah. I'm having another kid come. Yeah, but it's going to happen then. It's going to happen yeah. then in reaction to like a show that Charlie Five and Lindsay does. Probably that's probably what's going to happen.
1: And see, I'll be happy for you and joyful with your new bundle of joy. And I'll be have a hard time getting angry. I'll have to try to find that inner anger. All right. We'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. it out.
0: All right, guys. Thank you so much. Find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. And we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.